there, and once again, welcome to Following the Truth. I'm Gary Zimak. I'm going to be here with you for the next 30 minutes. Today on the program, we're going to look at week seven, day four of Give Up Worry for Good. Today, we're going to talk about how we can obtain perfect peace. How about that? Perfect peace. It's amazing. You know, um, the the verse that we'll be using today is the basis for the reflection our reflection is from the book of the prophet Isaiah, and he gives us some advice and about how we can obtain perfect peace and what we have to do. We're also going to talk about trust, and I'm I'm so glad we have this uh, we have this chance to sit together and and talk about this particular ref- reflection in the book because some of the things I wrote in the book I, w- I want you to understand something, and this is difficult for me a- as an author. And especially as somebody who likes to be in control, I am on a spiritual journey just as much as you are. And really, all of us, whether we're we're authors, whether we're speakers, whether we're software developers, I mean, whatever our profession is, and we are trying to, we, we are walking with the Lord, we, you know, we claim to be Christians, we, we should all be on that journey and, and we shouldn't stand still. Now, it's especially tough for somebody like me who's an author, and I look at what I write or I have written in print, um, look, look at what I've written in, in print maybe a few years ago, and, and I realize that now I, I might want to say it a different way. And there's going to be something I want to share with you today. What I, what I would say is I would like to enhance something that I, that I wrote in the book. I think it's, I think it's very important to do that, but it's also uncomfortable because I like to be in control. What I'm going to do is update something that I wrote about trust in God. And part of this is due to my spiritual journey. I'm not at the same place I was when I wrote this book or when I wrote other books, but having this show just gives me a chance to elaborate a little bit which I think is good. So I hope I, I roused your curiosity, raised or roused your curiosity, whatever the right word is, um, enough to get you to stick around for the entire show because I think you're going to benefit from this. So why don't I be quiet now and why don't we turn to our Father in Heaven and then I'll start talking again. I, I, don't, I don't like to say too much before I ask the Holy Spirit for help. I get myself in trouble that way. So let's pray. Let's turn to our Father in Heaven. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit for help in giving me the words. And then we'll continue. All right, ready? Let's do it. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, Father, for being here for us. Thank you, Father, for giving us this opportunity to speak with you and have you speak to us in return, primarily, at least on this program, through the Scriptures. So in a few minutes, we're going to hear some of the divinely inspired words from the Bible. And we know, Father, that when that happens, when that happens, we know that you are definitely speaking to us. That's your voice. And and it's a great opportunity. So thanks for being here. Thanks for communicating to us, primarily through the Bible. Father, we ask you to watch over our friends, our families. We ask you to... um, help anyone who might be in the midst of some severe weather. I know as I speak this, and as you know too, Father, there is uh, the potential of some severe weather in the 
in the southern New Jersey area where I'm at right now. So we pray for, for deliverance from any storms, for anybody that's affected in any way due to the heat, due to maybe some storms or whatever else is going on. We pray also, Father, for all those who have asked for our prayers. And we pray especially for everybody who is joining us on this Give Up Worry for Good journey. Father, I ask that you send your Spirit upon me. Send your Spirit upon me so that I can deliver the message that you have for us. And please open all of our minds and all of our hearts so that we can be receptive to the message, the message that you have for us this day. Father, I ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Father, I mean, Father, <laughs> well, I'm still talking to the Father. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a little scattered. I saw that there's these trucks driving down the street as I'm recording this right now. I'm just curious what they were. But that's not your problem. Hey, welcome to the program. I'm Gary Zimek. It really is going to be a good show today because I'm going to share something that is not in the book, but that is an, an additional reflection that I have, something that I realized after I wrote the book. All right, so I'm so glad you're able to join me today. Um, thanks for joining me on this journey. Week seven already. We're sort of wrapping up week seven. Pretty soon we'll be in week eight, which is technically the last week of the Give Up Worry for Good program. Now, just to give you a little uh, insight or a little heads up about what's coming, this week is all about surrender. And this has been a tough week for many of us because it's tough and at the same time, I think, an enlightening week. Um, because we realize how important it it is for us to surrender to God's will, to surrender our lives to Him. In order to give up worrying, we've got to give in to God. We've got to say, all right, Lord, it's your way. We're going to do it your way. We're going to play by your rules. If not, and we keep trying to hold on to things, keep trying to do for ourselves what only He can do, we're never going to be at peace. But So even though this surrender thing is tough, it goes against my controlling nature. So if you're struggling with it, I absolutely understand. Um, even though it's tough, it's it's absolutely critical. Now, to give you an idea, this week is surrender. Next week is all about looking back. You know, it is the last week, and the week begins. We'll talk more about this uh, on Monday, but the week begins with the Lord has done great things for us. Psalm 126, verse Three, so so after we've done, you know, we we enter into the final week of give up worry for good. It only makes sense that we look back not just on what we learned over the past several weeks, but on also that what God's done in our lives and in the lives of His people throughout throughout history. When we get done that final week, which is next week, I'll spend at least a day, maybe two, summarizing what give up worry for good has been all about. I am so happy that you decided to make this journey with me and with anybody else who's doing it. It's very, very, very good that we were able to do this because I know I benefited from it. You know, I did write the book, but there's a lot about these reflections. There's a lot about my interactions with you that that is that has been very dynamic. Things that I didn't realize, that, that I didn't benefit from when I wrote the book. One of the good things and one of the reasons I always include Scripture in all of my books is because that's God speaking. That's the inspired Word of God. And any time you're dealing with Scripture, 
the message can shift depending on circumstances. So God can say one thing to you now. You can read the exact same verse in the Bible a year from now, and based upon your circumstances and the circumstances in the world, the message can be completely different. And, and that's a great thing. That shows you Scripture is living. It's not just words on a page. So that is really good for us to remember. Um, followingthetruth.com is my website if you want to find more about my work. I got, a, I got a message today from somebody who wants to bring me in to speak in October. So I, I told you before that Lent of 2022 is starting to fill up now. But I've got openings in my in my schedule, and if I, listen, if I can do them, if I can do it, and you need me this year somewhere, you want to come, me to come to your parish or your your conference, or even if it's last minute, you just let me know. We'll make, we'll do what we can to make it happen. Because of COVID and things being shut down, my schedule has still not fully recovered. Uh, you know, a lot of churches are still hesitant; they're still in recovery mode. I know financially it's been difficult, but let's talk. If you want to bring me into your parish, now is a great time to do it. Followingthetruth.com is the place to go. Just connect with me through the contact page, or you can just go, you can email me directly at Gary at followingthetruth.com. Okay, let's talk about this. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Now, this is the... um, This is from day four of Give Up, Worry for Good. I'm going to read this. This is from the prophet Isaiah. You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. All right, so we're going to juxtapose all these phrases. You keep him in perfect peace, which is what we're all looking for, right? We want to be in perfect peace. That's a good place to be. Whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts on you. Now, if I could break, we got three phrases within that sentence. If we could break things apart, and I could shuffle them a little bit and summarize, what I would say is this. If you're looking for peace, make the decision to trust in God and set your sights on Him. If you want to be in perfect peace, make the conscious decision to trust God And keep your focus or your sights on Him. And as long as you do that, you will experience that peace. Now let's be honest. We live in a very distracting world. We all have a fallen human nature. None of us are perfect. Our relationship with the Lord could all stand in, all of us could stand some improvement in our relationship with the Lord. Because until the day we die, every day is a a day to work on the relationship. You know, we don't want to... We don't ever want to get to the point where we say, that's good enough. I don't, I don't need to worry about my relationship with God because it's good enough. It's, it, it's never good enough. We, we always want to work a little bit more on it because if we stop working on our relationship, the same way it is with my relationship with my wife, I've got to work on that every day or else it will start to wither and, and, and die, you know? So we got to work on that. But if you want to be at peace, and peace, perfect peace, that's something to work toward. Will you ever be at perfect peace in this life? No, probably not. But you could come very, very close, or at least to a level where you are very um, it's very comfortable being at peace. If you want to be at peace, you have to make the decision to trust God, which isn't a feeling, which is a decision, 
and then keep your focus on him. You know, I've I've learned this, I've talked about it, and we we've been we've been living it. Um I am not a big believer in overloading on news because news can be very depressing. It's a good idea to know a few things about what's going on. I know that there are potential storms coming our way today. Now, that's good and bad. I mean, it's good that we know we're weather aware, as they like to call it here. Um, I just was watching a little bit of the news, but they say be weather aware today. So, you know, you know if there's a, you know, want to go out and take a walk if there's potential thunderstorms on the way. But you can easily become overwhelmed and stressed out if you focus too much on the what ifs presented in the news you know this might never get better this might be you could have isolated tornadoes you could have and this is just the weather and we got all kinds of other stuff going on in the world it's really easy to get stressed out so around our household we minimize how much time we spend on the news now over the past couple of days it's even been worse or better however you want to look at it because our cable has been going in and out we've we've always had good luck with uh with our cable connections around here, but the past couple days has been really iffy. Now I'm hoping, I'm recording this, I'm hoping the internet's going to come back long enough so I can upload this program. If for some reason you were listening to this later than normal, if it, it took a long time appearing, well, that's that's the reason. But anyway, you know, being being isolated, being um, being away from the internet for for a little period of time that's healthy it, it, you, that in and of itself can bring you some peace so today earlier today as i do every morning i spent some time in god's word reading through the daily mass readings reading through the this particular verse and the surrounding verses that were focused on and and i really felt at peace the lord was speaking to me i was speaking to him i felt his presence you know, but but it all starts with that decision. When I wake up today, you remember yesterday we talked about um, Jesus coming and and touching his his apostles Peter, James, and John on the mountain and saying, "Rise and have no fear." It's the same thing that he says to us. That offer that's extended to us every day. Come to me. Focus on me if you want to not be overwhelmed with excessive fear. So that results in, a, it, it, it comes about through a conscious decision. I choose not to plop myself in front of the TV and just watch an endless stream of things that are either going to numb my mind or make me upset. I'm going to make that decision to spend some time reading God's Word, spend some time in prayer, Maybe going to daily mass if that's possible. Maybe going to your adoration chapel. You know, encountering the Lord in confession. I mean, these are things you can choose to do. It is a conscious decision on all of our parts. But when we do that, when we make that decision to say that, all right, Jesus comes first. My focus today is going to be on Jesus. Then you're going to have access to that peace. That peace may be fleeting. And I always like to be honest with you. That peace may come and go, because no matter how hard you try, there are these distractions that get in the way. And these distractions can be um, very distracting. That's why they're called distractions. <laughs> but, but it's true. So the peace may come and go. You might find yourself even in the middle of praying, of gravitating towards some what-if scenario or a doomsday gloom and doom prediction or something. And you could, or you could even find yourself, and I've done this, praying for somebody who I, I'm, I'm struggling with, 
somebody who I might not like, somebody who has wronged me or somebody in my family. And I find myself, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, find myself getting mad at them in the middle of prayer. So we got to be really careful and really, um, you know, really dependent and, and aware of the Holy Spirit's presence in the midst of our prayer. So that if I'm praying some about somebody, and honestly, this has happened to me, and I find myself as I'm praying about them, starting to think about all the bad things they did and starting to get angry at them in the midst of my prayer, I got to be really aware of the Holy Spirit who tells me, all right, Gary, tone it back a little. And you know what? I can feel that. There were times when I start going down that road or when I start praying about a situation. This is never going to get better. My, my wife is having problems with her shoulder right now. We think it's like a tendonitis thing, which I've had in the past, which is really painful. But she's going through physical therapy, and it's not working that much. You know, it's been a few weeks, and and the improvement is not really there. And it's easy to start thinking like, oh, my gosh, what if this never gets better? This pain is going to keep me up at night, you know. And even though I'm not the guy experiencing the pain, I started thinking that way. What if this never gets better? What's she going to do? And, you know, and at that point, if you're in touch with the Holy Spirit and you ask the Holy Spirit to guide you, you're going to start to feel that little pull, that tug, that reminder like, Gary, don't go there. Don't go there. And and then you, you see, this is each one of us, have to make the decision to, to get your focus back on the Lord and his power and his love, and you know. But that's where our role comes in. To surrender, to surrender our thoughts. This week is all about surrender, to surrender our thoughts to the Lord. You know, instead of running with my thoughts in any direction that I want to. But we are called as Christians, as followers of Christ, to surrender even our thoughts to Jesus. And that's the way we experience peace. So let, let me talk a little bit about, I said I had some updates for you based on what I wrote in the book. Let me just read a little and then we'll chat. In order to be at peace, we must learn to trust God. Absolutely. And I wrote that and I believe it. It sounds simple. That's because it is. It is. If we want peace, we have to trust God. But I mentioned in the book, trusting God can be a very difficult task. You will have to work at it. Not only can you learn to trust him, you must learn to trust him. Otherwise, you will never experience lasting peace in your life. Amen. I absolutely agree with that. Do I always practice that advice? No, because I don't always choose to trust God. Sometimes I fail to trust God, even though I know that that's the only way to experience peace is by trusting God. Sometimes I fail to do it. Now, the next statement in the book, these are my words. I'm reading my words. Now, I have to tell you something that may sound discouraging. You can't force yourself to trust God. I want to I want to enhance that a little bit and and tell you this you can force yourself to trust God. So the way I worded that I, I look at it now and I would choose and you're going to see that I sort of backpedal a little bit in the next few sentences but I I think that could read clearer. You can't force yourself to trust God. I'm telling you you have to force yourself to trust God. Because trust is not a feeling, trust is a decision. Now let me get back to the book and what I read, what I wrote. 
How can you learn to trust God without forcing yourself to do it? It's a bit tricky, so let me explain. When we typically use the word trust, it can mean two different things. An act of trust, which is a conscious decision, or the feeling of trust. To put it simply, you can choose to trust God when you're scared to death. And I, and I really believe that, and I'm, I'm glad I put that in the book. You can choose to trust God when you're scared to, de- scared to death. And while it's not perfect, it's a great start. As you continue to choose trust, the feelings of trust will develop over time in small increments. Now, if, if you read that whole paragraph, you know, and not just take one particular sentence out of context, context I'm, I'm pleased with the way it reads, and I agree with it. But when I said you can't force yourself to trust God, something about that just rubbed me the wrong way. Again, these are my words, but as I look at it now, you have to take that whole paragraph as a whole. You can't, feel, you can't force yourself to feel the trust for God is, is, is a more accurate way to put that. And, and as I said at the start of the program, I'm glad that you and I can talk about that so I can give you my take on what I wrote there. You can't force yourself to feel confidence in God. You, you just can't make it happen. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to feel the trust of God today. You can't make it happen, but you can say, I choose to trust God. Lord, I don't know how this situation is going to resolve itself. I think you're taking a pretty unconventional approach. I'm not especially pleased with the way you are going about handling this problem, but I choose to trust you because Lord, you are worthy of my trust. That's an act of trust, and that's what we were all called to do. And that's really what Isaiah is talking about. You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Why is his mind stayed on God? Because he trusts in him. You know, and that's the thing. And I think if we, if we look at it that way and sort of break apart that Bible verse, in order to experience peace in life, We have to choose to trust God and then make sure we keep our eyes on him. And one of the best ways to start is in his word, the Bible. But it's also good within the Bible to look at those stories about how he constantly delivered on his promises, came to the assistance of his people, and always proved his love for them by his actions. We don't always understand by looking at some of the events of the Bible, but everything in the Bible proves that God is all-powerful, God is all-loving, and God is present with us. And we've talked about those facts before. They're incredibly important. So that's what I'm going to encourage you to do today. Make that decision. I am going to trust God no matter what. No matter what happens, no matter how bad things look, I'm going to put him first. I'm going to keep my focus on him, and I am going to trust in him. And I gave the example yesterday um, about I'm still booking speaking engagements. I, I, I did some in the past couple of days. And with, you know, the, the COVID restrictions, the, the numbers starting to rise again, I have no idea what's going to happen with these speaking engagements. But I am choosing to place my trust in the Lord and let him Work out the details. Leave the consequences up to him. Put your trust in the Lord. Lord, you love me. And, and I'll tell you this. When 
I've, I've used this example sometimes. We, we go to a fast food restaurant. We kind of trust that nobody's poisoning our food. And even on another level, we trust our pharmacist. We trust the airline pilot. I mean, we trust a lot of people in life. And sometimes our trust might not be warranted. All right, We, we might be really putting our trust somewhere where we should have reservations. I'm going to give you a funny story. I grew up in, in Philadelphia and uh, we had, you don't see them as much anymore. We used to have these pretzel, soft pretzel vendors on the street corners. If you're from the Philly area, you know what I'm talking about. And um, you kind of had to not think about, I don't know how to say this in a, in a, in a, <laughs> in a way that's not offensive, but you couldn't think too much. Because looking at some of these guys who stole, sold pretzels on the street corner, I mean, there's a lot of questions you could have asked, but you, you, you kind of suspended your um, <laughs> your thought process for a little while because they were really good, and you just eat the eat the soft pretzels and not think too much about it. Like I was trusting that these pretzels were uh, did not have bacteria and germs all over them. Let's just leave it at that. But I did. I chose to trust them. Nowadays we have these these uh, soft pretzel bakeries, and it, it, it's 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 down to a science now. Very much more sanitary than it was. Back in the day, but we choose we chose to trust the vendors. We chose to trust that those pretzels weren't going to kill us, and and they didn't, which was a, which is a good thing. But if you examine the evidence through Scripture, and you look at what God did for His people, especially the fact that God sent His Son to die on the cross for those of us who were absolutely undeserving of that, He did it out of love so that we could be redeemed and heaven could be opened up for us. If you look at facts like that, it is absolutely sensible to place your trust in God. But still, ultimately, it comes down to a choice. It comes down to surrendering control of your life to the Lord. It's a good decision. It's one that we have to make, and it's one that's going to bring us a lot of peace, okay? So... That's what today was all about. Make the decision. Choose to trust. Lord, I trust you. You know, the the words at the bottom of the divine mercy image, Jesus, I trust in you. Get used to, to saying those words. It's a great prayer. And you are going to experience peace when you start doing that, okay? Um, any questions, please email me at gary at followingthetruth.com. That's all I have for now. Just about, We're just about done the, the program. I want to thank you, though. I want to thank you for listening to me. I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to come into your home or to accompany you on a walk, whatever. You know, I get a lot of different emails about how people to listen to the show. I am grateful and I really want to thank you. And I also want to remind you that um, it's summer. It's a tough time for those of us in full-time ministry. So if you're able to send along a donation for my ministry, I can really use it right now. The best place is to go right to my website, followingthetruth.com, and click on Donate. You can donate securely through PayPal right there, okay? Thank you so much. God bless you, and God willing, I'm going to be back with you here tomorrow for Following the Truth. Have a great night, and we'll talk to you then.